We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Shay, are you still doing that hand thing? I heard you're doing the hand thing today. God, what is that? That might be the best we've ever done, to be honest, boys. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> uh, I feel like Derek and I were right on par. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were right there, you and I. I mean, it's always me that is, is early, man. As soon as my hands go, they got to just go together. It's it's just a thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a gravitational pull of the index finger to the uh, middle finger of the left hand. <laughs> I know. It just it works. What's up, guys? It's been a while. It has, yeah. It's been a little bit, man. I remember when we tried to do this about a week ago, and uh, Joel and I, our sinuses were acting up. So you guys um, got yeah, corona, dude. right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, I'm it. still, <laughs> I'm still taking little chiclets just to be able to breathe, man. Damn, dude. So, in in hundred percent honesty, did, were you guys worried that you had contracted COVID <clears throat> at all? Oh no. no. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, <laughs> Joel, you were. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and the reason the the prize food store right by me, um, they just had their first confirmed case, and it's like literally less than a mile mm. away, and it's the one I shop at all the time. Oh, damn. Okay. So now when I talk to the doctor, he's like, okay, if you can confirm that you've been somewhere that has tested positive, either around someone or at a business that has had someone test positive, you need to be tested. So mm. now... Now I get to have that shoved up my nose. Yeah, there's a couple different ones. Mm. Isn't there uh, that pretty invasive one that does go up your nose? And then there's like a, uh, there's obviously a blood test one. And now um, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast because of the UFC events that he does. And apparently there's a new, mm. uh, really simple, like non invasive one. I, I don't know if that's easily accessible for, you know, normal people, but you got to do the invasive one, huh? Yeah, normal people, you you small peons. <laughs> yeah, dude, that deal that he just signed with uh, Spotify. Did you guys hear about that shit? Oh yeah, I mean, how could you not? Everybody's heard of it. I did not, it, Joel. I did not, and then you're like, nobody heard about this <laughs> except for this guy. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't. I don't even regularly listen to Joe Rogan, but I heard about it from another podcast, and I'm sure. You know, at some point, every podcast has talked about it as a good example of probably what they might be thinking about doing as well. Yeah, I mean, it's such a crazy deal. He's not, like, governed by them at all. He can still do whatever he wants to do with his content. Mm -hmm. um, but he's exclusively go going to be on Spotify, I believe, starting in August or September. Really? So, and Spotify's free, and it's going to be part of the free content, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. So essentially, it's basically going to be like, you know, you have to go to Spotify to listen to Rogan. And, you're, you know, while you're there, you're going to look at other stuff. So it's going to bring a ton of traffic, which is genius. But he got like $100 million, dude. Yeah. But that's, that's, not, that's not a fictitious for amount. For a podcast. <laughs> for a, yeah, exactly. And it's just insane. But and just to be clear, that he, he was doing that to get away from YouTube because of their, uh, Absolutely. their practices of, I mean, the whole thing at least from what I'd heard, was spurred on to the fact that he wanted to have on doctors and experts in the field having to talk about this coronavirus stuff, and he couldn't have on certain guests. So he didn't want to be censored, and he didn't want to, you know... Right. Censorship, man. Right. There's a risk of getting, like, shadow banned and demonetized from having, you know, certain points of view on, which is, like, completely against, you know, freedom of speech. It's It's insane. But uh, look at us. We're still in the free world. We're still doing our thing with all uh, all eight and a half of our listeners that we have left. Yeah, that's right. Still here, man. Yep. No, I don't know about you guys, dude, but uh, I've been going, like, completely uh, away from technology uh, with everything going on in the world. Like, I've been trying my best just to avoid it at mm -hmm. any any chance I get. I'm actually uh, heading up to Big Bear. Really? Uh, here shortly um, to just de-stress and get away from technology all together for a little bit big bears in is that california or montana california right wow that's cool man who are you, are you just you and jen yep that's awesome take off for a little bit yeah just go dark should be fun yep. that's cool 
Yeah, we Jen and I have been doing the same thing. Um, I mean, even, you know, besides like the negativity of social media, uh, just, you know, how much time you just spend scrolling through nonsense. It's just, you know, I get like those updates of, uh, you know, your screen time went down 23% and it tells you like how much time you've saved and it's insane like how much yeah. time you spend just mindlessly scrolling, you know. Right. Yeah, so that that's good. I think that's really healthy to kind of, you know, distance yourself from the toxicity of social media, you know. Absolutely. It's, it's necessary, man. Um, you know, at the point where like falling asleep and still while passed out scrolling through your newsfeed, <laughs> yeah. I mean, at that point, yeah. like it's time to shut it down, time to get away. I mean, no doubt. As much as I should be like pro technology because that's how our listeners get to our content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's important to distance yourself and take that break, especially these days. I mean, right. It's, it's unreal. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a necessary evil, you know, because it is a, it is our way of connecting with one another, you know, being that you're so far away, and you know, Derek and I with with our busy schedules, you know, this is the way that we get to hang out and and talk, and so yeah, you know, it is a necessary evil in the sense that we have to use that, you know, this platform to to do it, but yeah, more and more, man, it seems like the better way to uh to go about things is just using it for business purposes and even you know fun to connect with people but other than that it just doesn't seem worth it you know yeah 100 percent. so besides that man um joel i know that you had some crazy stuff happen where you are really the only thing the only thing that happened and and what i'm talking about is in regards to the george floyd um you know repercussions if you will like the uh the, the protesting and whatnot right uh pretty close to where Derek's at, man. Like right down the road is like, Oh, literally like I live on a a busy street and I've seen the protests walk by no less than four times since it started. (laughs) Yeah, man. Wow. Right where you are like that, the shopping area, there's like a Starbucks, a, I think there's a five guys, maybe there's a sprint store. Uh, yeah. 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 So like right down off of, uh, do you remember like where the Washington Jefferson Street Bridge is, Joel? Yeah. Like right down off Seventh. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. So right there was like the epicenter of Eugene for some reason for the out the um, protest and the outbreak. Gotcha. Um, not not outbreak, but the outburst rather. Out- and uh, outburst, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the outburst. <laughs> and Starbucks was destroyed. And then I believe the Sprint store was attacked. Yeah. Oddly enough, because you know a lot, a lot of the people that were involved are the crazy Antifa hipsters. The vape shop right next to Sprint was completely untouched. Oh, you don't say. No, yeah. Um, so other than that, dude, yeah, not not much for us. It, it's been crazy down here, like absolute chaos. So we were watching. So we don't ever watch the news. My wife and I never watch the news, right? Mm-hmm. But. And I don't even remember the exact date because it seems so long ago, even though it wasn't. Anyway, time times are crazy. But so we were watching the news. We had it going and we saw that there were riots and um, protesting happening um, at the mall that, you know, houses my wife's store. Mm-hmm. And so we were kind of checking it out, watching it. And all of a sudden we see him start pouring into Apple. Mm-hmm. Well, my wife's store is like three, three stores down from Apple. So I'm like, oh, shit. I tell her, you know, she's got cameras inside her store and she can do a live view. So I'm like, you need to do a live view like right now. As soon as she did the live view, man, we could see someone run up with a, with a hammer or something and just shatter the whole front of her store's glass. Just start shattering things. Wow. So we, we are both yelling through a camera at the protesters. Get the <laughs> fuck out of the store. Get the fuck out oh, of there. Oh, is there audio two-way like audio? Yeah, two-way audio. Oh, okay. And and this dude, this little little spoiled white kid, yeah. Scottsdale's finest, yeah, smashes the camera. We're yelling at him with oh, the hammer. Oh no shit! I was so furious, man. Like just being helpless and watching everything go down. Right. And then the response from Scottsdale PD, they took forever mm-hmm. to respond. Like so much that there's been talk of people doing like a class action lawsuit. Because we're pretty sure the mayor, Ducey, used this as an example to further shut down the stores or to get the financial backing for the National Guard. Mm. So I'm not sure. It's it's crazy down here, man. And then giant fires and rallies and protests. Like, yeah. Right, yeah. Shit's real. Talk more about that fire that happened, man. You sent me a screenshot of this huge explosion that happened pretty, you know, 
not too far off from where you guys are. Yeah, it looked like a nuke. I remember that, yeah, it looked like a war zone. I thought, like, is this in a Pakistan or something? <laughs> right, no, and that was downtown Phoenix, man. Like, we could see the flames and the smoke from our house, which we're not close to downtown Phoenix. That's kind of more in the ghetto area. Right. Um, but, like, it was huge, and so immediately I assumed it was, you know, tied to the, the looters and whatever else, and they still didn't confirm how it started but it was a construction building. It was going to be apartments. Yeah. Uh, multi-housing. Right. Um, it ended up being you know, set on fire somehow. It's still unclear of how that happened. Uh, there's speculation that it had to do with a shooting that happened down at that location. I don't know, but uh, enormous fire nonetheless. Just chaos, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we, we could totally get into, you know, the George Floyd situation and, and all the fallout from that, but... um. You know, I know George Floyd would want me to raid and rob the Best Buy. He wants me to have a flat screen. I think, of course, I think you're completely of sound mind right now while you're saying this, Derek. Yeah, that is how I honor him. Nothing says justice like a pile of free shit. No kidding, man. Yeah, Um, exactly. But to put my tinfoil hat on, because we are kind of talking about this, (laughs) um, what do you guys think about the pallets of bricks that were just dropped off at various locations? I mean, come on, yeah, that's. (laughs) I mean, that's (laughs) so so blatantly obvious that there's you know some puppeteers going on. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. And it's all on the Antifa side of things. Black Lives Matter. I, I think that they're made up of the peaceful protests, but Antifa, they're the bad actors in this. That are the ones causing the riots and the ones causing physical and verbal abuse and harm to people. And it's just they're trying to hijack this whole peaceful movement. I agree. And turn it into like I think they're of the mindset where they want to tank the economy. Yeah. They want to disrupt the the country as it is now right and they just want to destroy capitalism to them it's more an issue of class than it is race yeah like that line from the dark knight the joker says man these are the type of people that just want to sit back and watch the world burn they're angry entitled white kids that are looking for something to jump into Mm -hmm. to get famous off of or um cause destruction it's completely like the wrong tone and just the wrong way to go about things. But, um, you know, today uh, we're here to talk about um, another creepy situation. And uh, that would be Miss Shay St. John. That's right. Okay, so I'll give you a little bit of a backstory of this. So the story of this goes something like there was a supermodel who became horribly disfigured in a car crash and then later went on to rebuild her body with a collection of mannequin parts and try to continue living her life in that manner as a supermodel and internet personality. Yeah, and um, so the supermodel, once she had been put together, she was then put through uh, rigorous CIA brainwashing tactics and um, has yeah some, some horrific mind control experiments is what it said. And so she, from that, she's became like this shy, weird, genius, but freakish creature. Man, it's so hard to explain. I can't tell if you're trying to troll me right now or because i you're talking about stuff i did not (laughs) know about at all yeah dude i mean i did a deep dive yeah so eric you kind of you hit the nail on the head man with creature (laughs) like it's it's beyond the point where this this thing is is human it's definitely i don't consider it it's mostly plastic or prosthetic at this point but yeah i mean just the story behind it and all the different avenues and routes you can take mm-hmm. um I, I i found it really hard not to get distracted from the mind control to conspiracy theories regarding the creator mm-hmm. the artist that created this, right. this shit show right is what i would refer to it Okay, thank God. I wasn't sure what angle you guys were going to take with this, if it was going to turn into more of a Beatle Bodkins thing. or. <laughs> well, I mean, there there honestly are so many different angles. Uh, and before we touch on the creator, um, I kept like different, you know, I kept going down different avenues. And uh, I saw a lot of backstory and a lot of side stories with this character, besides just the videos, you know, at first glance, when this topic was brought up, um, you know, I thought it was just, you know, very odd and, and shallow, to be honest. But Upon further investigation, um, Vice News actually did a piece on uh, both the creator and the creature herself. And um, almost a perfect write-up I could find. Absurd and surreal, the videos have been compared to the cult comedy duo Tim and Eric, which I think is insane, but I'll go on. 
I kind of see that in a, yeah, it's not quite as funny, but as far as like just the setup to, I guess, jokes or just a storyline, <laughs> to put it loosely, it's completely random and off the walls, and yeah, you don't know what to expect. You see some similarities, though, between the Eric and Tim duo. <laughs> Tim and Eric? <laughs> yeah. Or Tim and Eric, yeah. Um, it only works one way, Eric. You can only say their names together like that. <laughs> I'm honestly not that familiar with, with Tim and Eric. Um, oh, okay. Well, yeah, they they definitely take a lot of the um, older, late 80s, early 90s kind of VHS, just random. Like, it looks like it's of that era, but okay. it's done in a campy, funny way. Okay, yeah. that totally fits then. So, words are repeated and flashed across the screen. Dolls are destroyed. Mannequin legs tap and drag across the concrete. And there's so much of it. But a few <laughs> themes repeat in the videos. Obsession with beauty and perfection. Obsession with celebrity. Obsession with connecting with others, but an inability to ever really do it. Shay is a woman of excess. She's been on the internet 24-7, interacting <laughs> with her fans and sharing autographs. She's seeking miracle cures. She's seeking riches. When you see her masked face in front of of the palm trees and twinkling Hollywood horizon and her strange figure slouching in front of the pink stucco houses. She simultaneously fits the scene and repulses the viewer. She's a manifestation of celebrity excess and obsession. She's an Indiana punk in LA exercising her creator's demons. Yeah. Yeah. She's basically the embodiment of everything. I guess I'm trying to think of what would be more era appropriate because this took place when YouTube wasn't even a thing for a year. Yeah, right. And um, so I think it was like around 2005, 2006, somewhere around there. Yeah, so that's when that's when the first video kind of came out, and I think it was called uh, Turkey Day. Yeah. So the original the original YouTube page has has since been removed. Yeah, fifty six videos total. Right. Now, I mean, when I originally found out about this back in 2009 mm -hmm. when the channel was up uh, the original channel from what I remember it had quite a few more videos than I think uh, we've been left with yeah because yeah that that original channel is no longer around so I believe some of the stuff was just it, it had just become lost media at this point well but I, I mean I, I don't want to spoil too much but when the creator passed away the YouTube the original YouTube page was taken down only to be reintroduced via a third party, which we can totally get into. But let's kind of set the scene of the first couple videos that came out. So the very first one was, I believe it was 2005, 2006, and I, it was called Turkey Day. Right. And in all of the videos, it's very disturbing. I mean, I don't really know any other words for it, you know? <laughs> Some see it Do as... Do the hand thing. Yeah, exactly. Do the hand thing. What are you doing? What are you doing, Shay? Um... <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy, man. Um, some legitimately see it as art, which I've never had the eye for art, apparently, because <laughs> it's uh, just repetitive nonsense. I mean, most of the scenes take part in this. I think that's the surrealist angle, because a lot of, like, when you see something happen and it'll repeat, it'll come back to that as, like, a cutscene, and then it happens, like, maybe with a different filter thrown on it or a different sound effect or it's sped up, it's slowed down, there's all this shit going on, but that might repeat like 15 times in the same video. Right. For whatever reason, it's drawing a certain angle of particular importance to this thing when <laughs> the whole video is just random nothingness. Right. Yeah, for me, it was more the first few and even the ones that have stuck around, a majority of them, to me, seem to be a showcase of early video editing techniques. Yeah, right. I mean, that's that's what I see. That's all it is. Oddly enough, there's actually been a documentary created by Larry Wessel, and he was so impressed with the creator's editing throughout the process that when he made that comment, I was just completely shocked. I had no idea that there was that much creative editing or even like editing genius, which he basically described. But um, as far as the videos go, most of the scenes take part in this dilapidated house, which mm -hmm. actually does show up. They actually show the house in the documentary. Uh, don't ask me why I decided to watch the documentary, but um, <laughs> the house is... You're just doing your in-depth investigative journalism. Yeah, yeah, for this episode, yeah that, that's Eric. it, yeah. that's it. Um, 
so yeah, most of the most of the scenes take place in just this, you know, kind of for lack of better terms, just dirty, nasty, fucking dilapidated house. Shack. Yeah. Yeah, it's just There's garbage all around. It's just right. And as far as far as what she looks like, do one of you guys want to dive into kind of like describe her? So basically, it's this figure wearing this big, flowy, kind of, I don't know, I almost want to say like bed sheet of a dress, mm-hmm. usually, and it, it, the face, it looks like a mannequin head, but it's clearly a rubber mask of some kind with very long black hair. Yeah. And the lips. I <laughs> Honestly, if you, <laughs> yeah. you look closely at it, it almost looks like... It was like a Joker mouth that was kind of torn side to side and stretched out to look wider. Right. Yeah. But, you know, at certain angles, it kind of looks like just big red lips. And I think that's maybe a poor choice of the lighting or, you know, something like that. But you can see kind of the real person under the mask's mouth. Right. The mask itself kind of cuts off, like, right below their nose. Right. And the person underneath kind of starts, you know, right right after that. It almost kind of looks like it's giving this vibe of ventriloquist dummy with the jaw almost being a separate piece from the mask altogether. Right. And then the legs, for whatever reason, play. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's the same image I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Reminds me of Jigsaw, man. Yep. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Kind of like, okay, so imagine a mix between Jigsaw and Michael Jackson, and that's what you get. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that is perfect. That is the perfect description. Yeah. And so the legs, for whatever reason, play a very important role. So whenever she's moving around, you might get, like, a low angle of the legs moving, which are clearly not attached to her body at all <laughs> when no. the scenes come up. But So I do have a question, though. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but in the videos that we were kind of referencing, which we will share on the blog on our website, mm-hmm. um, in some of the videos, you can clearly see, like, there's a plastic knee there. But in a couple of the videos, it almost looks like there is an actual, like, someone that's in a wheelchair and has very skinny legs. Right. You can almost see that in a few. So it's super creepy, man. Yeah. Like, it's to the point where it's disgusting and you do, you want to look away, but it's like <laughs> yeah. a train wreck. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's so yeah. terrible, but you have to keep watching. Yeah, it's really weird. It's uh, the way that she moves is just so unnatural. There's something called the uh, the uncanny valley that deals a lot with artificial intelligence. And there's this um, the thought process of this theory that the reason that something seems so creepy and strange to us, like animatronics, is that they appear to be human, but there's something in you that knows that something's not natural, something's wrong. Right. And so you know, receptors go off in your brain. Um, that tell you something's wrong with it, like you should be on guard. So the movements is just creepy. Right. This, you know, I never really made the connection until now, but I'm, you know, looking at her face, I'm kind of getting a very strong, very early vibe of um, this Life Bites episode. I did solo. I think it was actually my first one when Brian just wasn't available for whatever reason. And it was... Um, Who? It was mask on. Yeah, Brandon, sorry. Well, okay, Brandon, Brandon got it. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the episode. I think it was Mask On or something like that. Or No, there, uh, God, now I need to look it up. Fuck. The name of that episode. It actually went by the name of a person as well. Um, Carrie Johnson, that's what it was. Carrie Johnson, yeah. So, yeah, I get I get very strong Carrie Johnson vibes. For sure. That Life Bites episode. For sure, you know? yeah. And... It has the exact same aesthetic of this, like you said, Uncanny Valley. So, like, at a distance, you might think, oh, this is just a normal person strolling down the street. But as they get closer, you're, like, weirded Something's out. And off, as they get yeah. even closer, you're, like, that mouth doesn't look right. <laughs> yeah. Those eyes are off-center. You're not human. Those legs aren't even real. Right, like, right. You know, yeah. Yeah. And then you get those unorganic red flags that pop up seeing this thing that... Right. The the audio... I'm speechless. Like, it's... <laughs> the audio is, um... It, I found it really annoying, to be honest. Like, I, um... Oh, 100% it is, yeah. I kind of I kind of binged a lot of the videos, like, as I was working the last couple days. Uh-huh. And, um... I, I noticed that I, I was getting, like, really irritable and, like, annoyed, but also felt <laughs> super down and depressed after I, after I watched all of them. Uh-huh. Um, it just felt very, like sad and dark to me at the end 
It's funny. I got that same feeling, but it was, I don't know if it was the same for you, but for me, it was the perspective of just knowing that the guy who created this uh, is no longer around and hasn't been for some time. Like he's just right dead and he doesn't even know like the cream of the crop as far as podcasts now are talking about it. Yeah. Like, he'll never. Even yeah. And I, honestly, I don't think that that was his intention, right. which is probably the saddest part of it, man. No, it, 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 it was. He wanted the <laughs> odd pod to, to cover his his topics. Yeah, I mean, you know, as as far as the uh, as far as the creator, well, actually, before we go into that, right. um, did you guys have a favorite video? Um, <laughs> favorite is a interesting word to use in this case. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. One okay, one that was like stood out as as the most funny to you or um, the most interesting to you. I mean, I guess for me personally. It would be this one that, for whatever reason, keeps getting talked about as an example. For whatever yeah. reason, would be uh, the hand <laughs> thing. Yeah, exactly what you're doing. Like what you're doing now. Like some weird hand bone shit. God, Alec, Alec. Shit, I can't stop doing the thing. What is it? God, I heard you're doing the hand thing. Ah, hood. Ah, hood. Ah, hood. Shake. My hands are hurting. Shake. Ah, hood. Ah. What is that? Yeah, and I don't know about you, but that person who walks in in the beginning that you see with a, a right another mask and a, a different colored like white short haired curly wig, uh huh. I believe that's the same guy because you never see them together at the same time on the screen. It does jump cuts between them as they're interacting. It could be, but it also um, I thought it was um, his friend Crew. Like I think that's the guy's last name is Crew. Um, it totally could be, it totally it could be the been, creator yeah. of, uh, Miss Shea as well, but, um, Joel, did you have one that, like, stood out to you or was funny? <laughs> yeah, so the one, so, and I, I, listening to these videos, watching these videos is, in my opinion, the worst form of torture. Yes. Like, I 100% agree. <laughs> An assault on the ears, yeah. You have zero control over it, and it's so out there. Yeah, And there's no, in, in my opinion, again, I realize and I understand that this is someone's interpretation of art. I get that. I do not have an eye for art. I'll admit it. It was a disaster. The whole thing from right. beginning <laughs> to finish was a train wreck. Yeah. But Hello Hollywood would be the one that <laughs> stood out to me the most. Yeah. And the reason for that oh, yeah. Yeah. is because she's outside in a wheelchair and some random dude is back there flipping them off while they're recording. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think for that one, it has the most structure and like everything's kind of put together. So that's why that is my, the one, my least hated video, I guess. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think how yeah. you describe them, you know, as being like the worst form of torture, it completely lends to the story behind her becoming how she is as far as like the, the CIA mind torture and how the videos are laid out as far as the repetitive nature. And something I, something I noticed, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but in every single video, she says the phrase, hello again. <laughs> yeah. She says it. She says it countless times. Like, yeah, like she's introducing you back into her world or something. Right. Yeah. The one that I found hilarious, and I kind of had to do a little bit of digging to find this one. I didn't see it on um, the YouTube pages that were kind of front and center. But did you guys see the one called uh, Chan's Tea? Yeah. Chan's Tea. I don't think I'd seen that one. I was actually just now watching the, the Hollywood Hello again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I got to that part where Joel was mentioning the guy flipping him off. Right. <laughs> that was funny. Um, but there, there's this episode, if you can call it that, um, and it's called Chan's Tea, and Shay goes into uh, what would appear to be like a, a Chinese, or fuck, I shouldn't say Chinese, um, <laughs> a Asian restaurant of some of some denomination, and um, <laughs> she requests <laughs> she requests tea, and the, this uh, this Asian character who's completely horribly done. It's like a guy's regular face with these, like, weird, like, uh, gosh, this is going to sound horrible, but, like, slanted uh, Asian, <laughs> Asian-ish, Asian you know, um, looking eyes. God, I, this is going to sound fucking horrible, especially with what's going on right now. But um, anyway, that one was 
hilarious to me because of the accent the character did. Is it uh, is it Tia Chance? Yes, Tia Chance. Tia Chance. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So that one, that one was hilarious. <laughs> there's an extended version. What the fuck? Of course there is. Yeah. So there's a three minute one, and then there's a, there's another minute and thirty seven seconds. I don't know why you would want to subject yourself to that. But... So spoiler alert. Okay, I'm gonna tell you because I did listen to the extended one. You bet your sweet ass I did. So <laughs> what happens in the extended one is she leaves the restaurant after saying she's going to several times because her tea was cold, <laughs> and then she like walks out front of it, and then she goes back in. That's the extension of that one. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. So. Oh, I totally see what you're talking about with the uh, the. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the glasses are so offensive. <laughs> yeah. So it, it feels like um, it kind of feels like uh, Team America. A little bit. Like his <laughs> character. Yeah. It feels like Team America. Yeah. Oh, it totally does now. That's all I'm thinking about. It's it's. <laughs> fucking hilarious oh my gosh dude the whole character that is shay st john is just the dull hands at all just oh yeah it's super comical so i mean there are there are some really funny you know aspects of it like i don't know why but i think like weird mannequin hands being like you know mm-hmm. uh like draped on things or <laughs> moving around is fucking hilarious and that might come from like the mannequin that jake had that we you know um like played played pranks on his mom with and stuff blue part <laughs> um I, I, found, I found that shit hilarious and like all the stuff with dolls was just like oh, weird right, right. <laughs> like almost all the videos involved like a doll or like hurting dolls or mm-hmm. i don't know it was it, there was definitely some darkness mixed in there was and the most disturbing to me was the washroom where whatever mm. wh- <laughs> so She's in the washroom, and whatever it is, and I still don't know what it was, was trying to come through this giant window of that washroom. Super creepy, super dark, super repetitive. Again, worst form of torture, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is this has been a very um, eye-opening one. I didn't realize that there were these type of videos out there. Like, this seems like a very Life Bites-ish um way of going about episodes yes this it was it was fun to do though i mean it really um, was man i mean if if any of our listeners out there yeah watch this and do enjoy this will you please let us know (laughs) um super curious just to see if anybody um listens to this outside of you know podcasts or someone talking about it Um, if you found this on your own and you talk about it um, use the website contact form and send us an email. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious what other people's opinions are on this. I mean, to kind of get back into the story of it, there's the whole artistic side of it. And so, do you guys want to talk about the creator? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give a little background or to him. Yeah, go ahead. So the creator, um, Eric Fournier, and I don't exactly know if you guys agree with that pronunciation because when i look at his last name yeah for sure i just instantly think foreigner (laughs) (laughs) right right Uh, so anyway this eric fournier uh he'd made this as part of a project in a series of short videos and um yeah i mean there isn't a whole lot of background i have on him necessarily but there isn't a lot to be honest no i mean I, i don't know how you guys felt about it but i think maybe this was like a goal he had in mind, like a long-term goal, to make this as like a persona, and he just wanted to remain like this shady, elusive character, kind of like some YouTube people I could think of uh, would be how to basic. Like no one knows what that guy looks like, so he's right. just kind of like or this. the uh, the Alan tutorial stuff that we Ex- did. Well, I mean, we kind of did the breakup of that, but for a while there, yeah, yeah, he would have been also an unknown. So to kind to kind of give some context to maybe where he could have came up with this, mm-hmm. uh, Fortney grew up in Bloomington, Indiana, and in the mid 1980s he nourished the punk the growing punk scene in bands. Mm-hmm. He was in a band called Blood Farmers and Skelligore. Um, before the interconnectivity of the online world, Fortney's friends in Bloomington relied on him to import the new punk trends from L.A. So he would basically go back from Bloomington, Indiana, to L.A. And he would kind of pick up like on what's, you know, what's trending there. He would get, you know, different creative ideas and whatnot. And um, his friends. He's like their John Frum or Tom Navy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He was he was dropping stuff in the village, if you will. And um, 
anyway, so when he was when he was in these bands, he would kind of you know relate back to them like what he saw, mm-hmm. uh, what was like the new culture, you know. So he became um, like an importer of hardcore culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a while, he did shy away from spotlight, and he met this friend by the name of Lenora Claire. And she was an L.A. art curator and personality. Sounds like a very fancy donut. Yeah, right. Lenora Claire. <laughs> um, so anyway, so he somehow met with her, and she has this uh, art curator. And so there was an event going on, and she found out about the character just in talking with them. And he, you know, eventually showed the character of uh, Miss Shay to her. And she loved it. She thought it was the coolest thing ever. So um, she began having a relationship with Shay St. John. Hmm. And I guess to give some background, I, I kind of jumped the gun a little bit. Before she knew that Eric was behind the character of Shay St. John, hmm. she got onto her, I want to say it was like a chat forum. And she began a relationship with the character before she knew the creator. Okay. So that's what it was. Makes sense, given the time period. Yeah. After building the relationship with the character, um, they decided to start filming Shea St. John. Mm. And so they created a couple of the those original videos, and one of them was the one called Turkey Day. And so they decided to air it at this, oh, what was it called? Let me look this up. I have it right here. You'll have to just cut part of this out, but yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys see the stump water salad? No, I did not. Wasn't that the first video that Shay St. John appeared in? Yes, and it's super fucking crazy. Crazier than the shit we've just talked about. I yes. Okay, well, I'll be honest. I'd heard of it, but I never actually went ahead and watched it. So now I got to do that. So. The art curator lady had the CIA, which stood for the California Institute of Abnormal Arts. That was in northern Hollywood. And they decided to air the Turkey Day, which, according to Shay's website, premiered at the Newart Theater in Los Angeles on February 1st, 2002. So they must have created that one earlier on than we originally said. A lot of people were down there, a lot of lights and stuff. Regular people just don't know what to think. The uh, crew recalls, which is one of Eric Fournier's friends. Lenora Claire was also in attendance. She said it freaked everybody out and it got banned from the newer <laughs> film festival. I was like, what is this weird puppet robot woman lady? As well, it should have been banned, yes. Right. So the only outside uh, perspective, I guess, was uh, shown at a fucking <laughs> film festival. Uh, besides, you know, being on YouTube. And obviously it was met with... Uh, Weird reception, like how we described. So basically, Eric Fournier, in the character of Shay, met this lady, formed a relationship with her, talking with her for hours upon hours just about everything in life. And he used that character to kind of get in with her. And she, you know, showed his video at the the film festival. Um, So they, you know, they had that friendship. And then he also became friends with uh, a guy the last name of Crew. I can't remember his first name by now, but... Mm. um, so after that happened, Fournier's work was seen and had inspired a few disciples, mm. such as filmmaker Larry Wessel, who went on to create the documentary Eric and Shay. His goal in creating the documentary is bringing Fournier's Shay St. John work to a wider audience, with the goal of helping Fournier to get recognition as a groundbreaking filmmaker. Which, to me, that's giving way too much credit for what, what <laughs> yeah. was happening, but he called his work maximalist. Mm. Maximalist art or the diametric opposite of the extreme simplicity and ultra-boredom-inducing pretentiousness and elitism of minimalism, which is a very <laughs> long-winded way of saying fucking odd. Mm. Really, yeah. <laughs> so, unfortunately, um, he was pretty dark and had been kind of hiding his relationship with alcohol over the years to you know people that had worked with him. Right, right. So he met his demise with internal bleeding from complications of alcohol. Yeah. Too many ulcers from the liquor, and he bled out in the hospital. Yeah. And I got to think, you know, knowing his involvement in relation with alcohol, if he was maybe 
I don't know, drunk as he was making some of these videos. <laughs> I just oh, yeah, kind of get that vibe from a lot of it. Right. Yeah, you'd have to be, to put some of these things together, have to be intoxicated somehow. Mm. Yeah, no doubt, man. You have to have some, like, influence, you know, whether it's a substance or some experience that you've had, like, on LSD or some shit to be able to think up this kind of stuff. Yeah. So now, as far as the character of Shea St. John, so when Eric died, people made, you know, tons of videos saying that Shea St. John is dead. Well, there's actually another story. Do you guys know what happened after that? Um, I don't. The, so according according to crew, oh, go ahead, Joel. Yeah, the only, so I, I found two main stories in regards to the main character, two different paths that kind of pointed or alluded to how this character was created, but I'm super curious to hear what you have to say, so I'm going to just shut my mouth. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no worries, dude. Dude, the time, uh, your guys' screen's froze again. I have a feeling it's going to be disconnected. And Derek left again, so we'll have to edit this out. There we go. Hey, Derek, is your uh, dial-up finally being a little bit more stable? What? <laughs> <laughs> next question god dude that was the third time this has happened Fuck. yeah i know i've had to keep inviting you um, i mean is it just me or yeah fucking hey dude what the hell you keep freezing for some reason and then uh you leave you peace out and then joel and i talk shit and then you come back and <laughs> and i'm taking screenshots every time it freezes with your like a fucked up uh, look on your face like i'm right. screenshotting that so. <laughs> Right. I'm freezing. You guys are freezing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to jump back into the Shea St. John character after death, okay? Right. So according to Crew, who again was Eric's closest friend who helped out with a lot of the behind the scenes, not that there was much to get ready for the videos, right. but anyway, he was, he was a close friend of Fournier. According to Crew, after Fournier's death, a few good people from the Central Intelligence Agency, again, the CIA, took Shay into witness protection to keep her from being subjected to more mind control experiments. She's in hiding, but has contacted Crew once, just to let him know she's alive. The fact is solace enough, but Crew hopes that Shay will reach out and start creating videos again. Now, I had heard via some third-party YouTube videos that there is plan to reintroduce this character, even though its original creator has passed away. Really? Mm. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised some YouTuber hasn't taken this idea over already and just run with it. Yeah, no kidding, man. Yeah. No kidding. Um, Yeah, like we were saying earlier, though, I really didn't know that this scene was even out there. I mean, the only other experience I've had with something that's, you know, very, like, not mainstream, I, I don't know, indie, I guess, mm. was uh, the famous Beetle Bodkins, man, and... um. This was just so far out there. It took me down a, a rabbit hole of content creators that are also like really into like gaming and coding, which I didn't know there was a correlation between them. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys saw any of that or not, but in your research, not really. No, and you know, as I was going back, because when I originally saw this, the the videos were well, I mean back when you were making and posting videos of a certain quality you would have come to expect and think nothing of it. But looking back on it now, I will say they have not aged well. Right. And some of the YouTube channels, I'd seen the videos. It, it's almost as if they'd been degraded to a point where, I mean, the visuals are so grainy, distorted throughout them. It's, it's like there were a lot of file swapping and transfers and conversions that must have happened to where it just degraded the quality so much. Because I look at some of those, and then I'll see the exact same video on another YouTube channel, and it, it has better clarity. So I don't know how you degrade videos that bad, but right. it was making some of my research very difficult. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, so... 
when I did some digging and, and was trying to find anything I could on like backstories or, you know, like third party accounts of dealing with either Eric Fournier or Shay, the only thing I found that was really interesting and it wasn't from all that long ago was Shay St. John showed up on the 12 creepiest websites ever created, which in comparison to what else was on there, hers wasn't as scary. So I thought that was interesting that it ended up on there, but definitely has a creep factor though. It does. Oh, yeah. It really yeah. does, yeah. Well, that's that's another good notable thing is that the original YouTube channel, obviously, as we've already stated, is no longer around. And up until that point, I only thought there was just another, but it only had maybe about 10 videos, if that being generous. And the quality of those was just horrendous. So that being obviously a fraction of what had been made before, I thought, oh, man, this is, this is not going to be as easy to research as I once thought, you know, because before... I was still stuck in that mindset back then of thinking, oh, I'm going to be able to find all this stuff. Right. And I was, but that was much later in my research when I realized that it's all kind of there, randomly scattered throughout random YouTube channels. So in a way, it's kind of being archived and curated throughout all these channels. Right. Right. Which it's pretty impressive that that can happen, man, especially in this demonetized and like shadow banning era i mean it is pretty cool that you know you have people that can help revive or even save content you know if it does go down for whatever reason so that's kind of a cool thing about the internet you know and uh, the, the collective if you will and there was a website that held all this content at one point but you know that eventually went away shortly after eric fournier had died because you know no one had continued to pay the web domain so oh i didn't know the website went down Right, it just goes away. Yeah. I mean, you can only see it now as like a screen cap, like anything else on uh, the Wayback Machine. So it shows the evolution of the web page when it was around, how it evolved over time, you know, it whether a short run or a long run. And yeah, it's no longer active. It's no longer around. But So if you are curious about, um, it doesn't go completely in depth, but it shows the the highlights of that website. Mm -hmm. There's a video on YouTube called The 12 Creepiest Websites, and it is featured on there, and they do kind of dive into the different features of the website. Um, and it actually it actually is creepier than the the videos that I've seen on YouTube. Um, so mm -hmm. there, there's definitely, like, like I kept saying, a darkness to this character and the persona, you know? Yeah, I mean, the 13th floor covered it as well, and there's some creepy shit on there. Yeah. Definitely, uh, it's notable. Yeah, I just... Um, I was surprised just at how big of a cult following the creator and the character got. I had no idea. Like I said, there's this whole other world out there with content creators and this weird little niche that is somehow swept up into. So yeah, I thought that was really, really strange. I definitely learned some shit mm -hmm. uh, from the research of this and um, definitely annoyed and creeped out by her. And <laughs> yeah, that's Shay St. John, man. What I really thought was interesting was just when you look at these videos, it's just like a glimpse into the past and you see what kind of videos people, well, maybe not necessarily in this case. I, you know, I was thinking would have been making, but I think this was definitely a one-off event <laughs> with this creator. But I mean, it's, it's cool just to see this stuff was being made with no monetary gain in mind. There was no mindset of that, at least when we think about YouTube in terms of what it's become now, where everybody's just looking to make videos to make that ad money. Right. Right, and that's kind of the point. I mean, if you look back at these videos, these obscure videos, it really makes you wonder, you know what I mean? What is the motivation? What is the drive? What is the passion to create something so obscure, mm -hmm. creepy, borderline scary, without money being involved? Yeah, it was just true artistic expression. I mean, right. what that was meant to express, I think, is open for debate. And one thing's for sure, if you claim to know art, and then you watch these videos, it's... I. I no longer know art. <laughs> I can say that for certain. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I think the perfect way to, to put a bow on this and to cap this off is to answer that question, what you guys were asking about why. And I think the the Vice piece, which was crazy, the Vice News wrote something on this, to, to say the least, but um, Shay is a manifestation of celebrity excess and obsession. She's an Indiana punk in L.A. exercising her demons, which I think is exactly why she was created. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice way to wrap it up. Social media, you guys can find us on Instagram, you can find us on Twitter, you can find us on Facebook, and we are The Odd Pod Show. And as of recently, we are now also on YouTube. 
Although it's just basically uh, the podcasts in their current form with uh, <laughs> the cover art that you can stare at for up to an hour, hour and a half on end. So. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Absolutely. You can also find all of this information at our website. You'll find links to our recent episodes, our socials, and our YouTube. And that is going to be at theoddpodcast.com. We've also been invited onto the illustrious Podbelly Network. So find us on the Podbelly Network as far as the odd stuff goes and enjoy a bunch of other podcasts that happen to be on there as well. Are you going to name any? <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. We hardly ever get fucking shout outs, man. So once I hear something from somebody else, then I'll start shouting some out. Fucking it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Middle finger to all of you. <laughs> <laughs> We just dabbed so hard on all the other podcasts. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, oddballs. Until next time, stay odd. Yes. Yes. It's that domino effect. I go Geronimo on set to the impossible. When I rock the show, never want to know who's next. Who really want to match this kid with an ass flip? Spitches, slick heavy cats asking if this rap shit's really what your passion is. If not, bitch, stop like a bag and dip. Really, I don't get it. Y'all don't feel me. I don't sweat it because I'm killing every sentence and a filler of a fan. And the reason for the vengeance, I'm feeling the tension. Never building my attention to the reason the direction. Seasonal the weapons, what they need for protection. Any second, I'm a step and leave a big up for attention. Sitting on a session, getting lifted, and I'm guessing I really didn't have to mention that I'm hot as fuck. Wanna ride with us? Worldwide curbside with a Midas touch. You trying to bluff like you're tight as what? Y'all really don't want to go and size me up. Realize what's up. Shit's on the tough. I'm trying to find a diamond in a mind that's rough. These mice get crushed with a vice like clutch now. Drum roll is really getting buck wild one style. Shit, now nah, I got a plethora. So you be looking skeezy with a breezy on a regular. K-I-D-Z. It ain't easy. B-N-B-C. And if need be, I can kill a track in a minute. Flat fit to get with it. Ain't an angel getting back. Sick with a sense. Can't forget to mention that. With last bit tracks on that's a crack. Set back or attacks. I'm repping that. Set trash with a fresh invention. Slap. Intent to imprint or invent sick shit. Quick, we get off the kids. Dick, what are you with them with? Nothing but an infant. Brag about a big dick hitting in a slip fist. Let's see if that's really the case. Slapping up kids for not giving me space. Really, I hate to just sit and debate. You exist in a state. of fiction is fate. Really, the plate is too big for your face. You just give me a break and quit digging for grace. Knowing the motion of folding opponents, exposing the bogus, abortion at moments. Surprise over thriving, surviving and locusts, surviving the quotient and die by the ocean. Look at me now, look at me now, oh, not getting paid for, you don't know what you just got into, do.